So some of these ladies that you've gone out with were not in it for the right reasons. That's- If I wasn't making money off the show and the show wasn't my job, I wouldn't watch it. It's crap. She's a jersey chaser. Hey guys, we are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It is the bachelor lifestyle podcast i am as always your host brian beckner thank you very much for joining the show with me now as always kate mcmanus kate how are you hi i'm good and of course everybody's favorite jason stewart jason hello everybody going off the board tonight special guest the internet's maybe the world's (laughs) foremost Bachelor expert. It is a very, very special moment for this Bachelor podcast. We are joined by the one and only Steve Carbone, Reality Steve, at Reality Steve on Twitter, realitysteve.com. Steve, how are you? Brian, I would be better if you threw in 1998 Smack Off champion, but well, that, apparently who, you <laughs> wanted to leave that out. Who could who, I, <laughs> listeners, listeners to this show might know Steve Carbone better as Steve from LMU, legendary caller to the Jim Rome Show, and of course, yes, Smack Off, 1998 Smack Off champion. I was remiss in neglecting to mention that. <laughs> and we, uh, we, we might have to add. Uh, okay, so Steve, we know you know everything that happens on The Bachelor before it happens. You have sources, and I, and I always wonder this. Do your sources, do they far in advance give you the information that you're going to use on your website and do they embargo it to some extent? Do they go, Hey, here's what's going to happen in a couple weeks, but you can't use it until this date. How exactly does it work with your inside sources? Well, it's funny because there's so many different spoilers throughout the course of the season. I mean, there's, there's the spoiler of, Hey, this person's a contestant. And then there's a spoiler of, Hey, this is who Jojo picks at the end. Like there's, so many different levels of it that um, there's some stuff that I can release right away. And there's some stuff that I kind of have to hold on to because it could lead in the direction of where it might've come from. But um, for the most part, I'm usually allowed to run with something right when I get it. Uh, But there have been a few instances where I haven't. Right. And you sort of parse it out as it works best because you're also, you're doing your own sort of narrative a little bit ahead of the show, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm usually I'm spoiling it <clears throat> as it's filming, and um, you know a lot of the stuff is out there on social media. Um, there's there's a very small percentage of the audience that is tracking it every day when they are shooting this thing, and you can you can look for stuff on social media and, and find it pretty easily. But there's also some stuff that doesn't get out there on social media that someone says to me like, "Hey, I found this out," and then it's just like, oh, "Okay." And usually it's something I can post that day. Sometimes it's not. Um, one example from this season was the uh, the group date early in the season where they did the sex talk and they had to tell about their uh-huh. you know sexual escapades and like the episode three. Right. Um, I had a I had a picture taken from across the street of JoJo talking to all twelve guys outside of that little um, studio, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. It helped me because it helped me identify some of the guys I hadn't publicly released yet. But the person who sent me the picture said, look, I don't use this 
um, because the person who gave it to me doesn't know I'm giving it to you. I said, all right, that's fine. But it helped me internally. So that right. was that was a perfect example. It is, how, it is funny how the, the sort of cottage industry has come up around the show where even people without actual inside knowledge, production knowledge of the show, there's so many amateur sleuths out there on the internet inspecting people's social media accounts, their Instagrams, and coming up with little tidbits about the show that other people might not have noticed, right? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's become, social media has changed the way this show is done. I mean, there's so many references now to social media and the fact that um, the last two Bachelorettes before JoJo, which would be Caitlin and Andy, technically spoiled their own season on social media. That's so, right, they yeah. did. It's just that you didn't hear about that stuff five, six years ago, yeah. just because Instagram and Twitter were just not that popular back then. And now you've got everyone with a Snapchat account, and that was even these these hawks that just follow all these contestants. It's crazy. One of these guys is, is bound to slip up at some point. It's pretty funny. It's crazy. Now, Steve, you and I go back a long way. I want to say... 20 years. Jason, and we bring could, the conversation back to himself. We could, Go ahead. We could, we, could, we, could, we could do that like an origin story here and get to like how you went from sports talk call screener to reality uh, maven. But like I encourage our listeners to like you could Google. I think the New York Times has done like an expose on this guy. So you could read all that stuff. But I will say this, and I think that the listeners are dying to know. Um, how much uh, fallout have you gotten? In other words – how many dates have you secured over the last decade based on your website yeah. and all these desperate women out there that either co- try to leverage you for spoilers by giving you favors or just kind of want relationships with you because you are the reality maven? That, that's an excellent question, Steve. I, I believe in the corporate world, those are called fringe benefits. How much fringe Fallout shrapnel are you pulling down based on your status as reality, Steve? Well, I don't want to get too much into my private life, um, but I will say that, yeah, I will say that um, I have gone out with girls and I could tell within the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of being with them that it was more about they were interested in dating reality Steve than Steve Carbone. Um, it definitely, they weren't shy about hiding it and they would just constantly talk bachelorette and they would just ask questions that it was just like okay they're not really into the me they're into going back and telling their friends like hey this is what reality steve told me and it gets frustrating um (laughs) i I gotta say it's it sucks um have i taken advantage of some of those on occasion sure i mean who wouldn't but so some of these ladies that you've gone out with were not in it for the right reasons. That's yeah, that's what yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they kind of did their own thing and uh, and they could they could I could tell immediately like it was like, oh god, it's it's almost like a fangirl that was go- mm-hmm. that was going yeah. out with me and it's just like, oh, great. Which right, which well, is funny because anybody that's heard you on the radio or on podcasts or read the different stuff that's been written up about you on the internet and on in uh, in the New York Times, you're not particularly a fan at all of the Bachelor franchise. You just happened to find a little niche for yourself and exploit it, right? Oh yeah, not at all. I mean, I don't. If if I wasn't making money off the show and the show wasn't my job, I wouldn't watch it. Of course not. It's crap. 
I mean, of course not. <laughs> there's no point. I wouldn't. I, first off, I'm a straight male. I have no. Well, I mean, you guys are watching, so I guess maybe, maybe I should say that. But I mean, you know, I just don't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not watch this if this wasn't. If you know, if it didn't have the spoilers, and I had information that a lot of people out there want, and that's the spoilers. So, but yeah, if I didn't have the spoilers. Um, no, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'd probably just do another show or write about something else. It just so happened that the spoilers kind of fell into my lap seven years ago, and it just kind of ha- rolls since, from there. Since, since you're forced to talk about it, let me ask you this. You've you've obviously been intimately involved in all of the seasons. Um, how does this season compare? I mean, I've proclaimed on this show that it has featured perhaps the best reality show star ever uh the reality show villain for sure and chad that's how is this season in particular compared to the rest do you think you know what's funny is the chad stuff is interesting because so many people were bothered by the fact that the show spent so much time on him on the four episodes that he was on it was just like my god it's everything is chad 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 yeah and then when he left i've gotten a sense of god this is so boring because chad's gone so it's Mm -hmm. like you can't have both. I mean, every season you're going to have a villain. It's just that Chad was probably a little more memorable than, you know, past ones like Courtney or uh, the uh, Kelsey girl from um, Chris Soul's season, yeah. the one who had the dead, the dead fiance, the dead husband, and Tiara. Uh, yeah, yeah Tiara from Sean's season. Like every, and there's they only they only last so long, and then they're gone. Well, the, yeah. I- that that that's the kind of a hard job for production is to know just exactly how long to keep that guy around or that guy or girl. It helps when your villain is like Juan Pablo, who's the the actual bachelor is the villain of the season. Yeah. No. Um, funny story about Juan Pablo. This is some inside oh, yeah. dirt for yeah. you. Apparently, what I found out about Juan Pablo after the fact was. He was not, not that this should surprise anybody, but he had no idea how this show worked mm-hmm. and had really no idea going into the finale what was supposed to happen. I was told <laughs> that going into the finale, he just thought he gives one girl a rose at the end and that's the end of it. Like he had no idea that he's supposed to propose at the end of this thing. And how did he not know that? How does yeah. he not? I don't think that's he watches crazy. the show yeah. and he. You know, he's got he's in his own little world in Miami, and I'm sure he was recruited to be on the show. Sure. But he had no idea, and so apparently the fight was: Look, I'm not. I'm supposed to wait. I'm supposed to propose, and they're like, Yeah, no, that's and kind of say the deal. I love you. Yeah. He would. He yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah. drop the L bomb either. Yeah. For and then there's that. So apparently, what happened was they just compromised and said, All right, look, you don't have to propose, but you have to pick somebody right. at the end, like, and you know, just. And he's the only one in the last 16 seasons. He's the only it's the only season that didn't have an engagement at the end, out of the last 16. You know, so shows you how much he was so far out of the circle of Bachelor world. But should that surprise anybody? The guy barely spoke English. Right. Well, yeah. Nick, and Nikki could never get over being shortchanged like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she was. She was. A she little was. Off. She was yeah. bitter for the next year. Yeah. And that, yeah. And then they shared their. And they shared all of that. Did you ever watch Couples Therapy with them? Yeah. That was a fascinating. Yes. Yes. We, we yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I mean, does everyone just want to be fans? Watch those it's, two, and you're like, how are they even a couple? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they had nothing that's in what common. It's turned into yeah. now. Is there anyone that goes yeah, on this no- show that's The Bachelor or Bachelorette that actually is on it for the quote unquote right reasons, or is it just a ploy for 
for fame like, and furthering even, a career. Even farmer, aw shucks, farmer Chris Souls was not in it for the right reasons, clearly. No. Um, I, you know, I don't think Chris Souls thought when he signed on he would get, you know, offered Dancing with the Stars. Right. But just mm-hmm. seeing what he's done post-show with Dancing with the Stars, he did a bad cooking show on some, you know, some worst celebrity chef reality show after that. Um it's you only know, a matter of think, how long people can pump their 15 minutes for right. after the exactly. show. Exactly. No, that's definitely what it's turned into. And plus the fact that these people can, I don't want to say make a career, but definitely can make some side money with the whole Instagram thing. More so the girls than the guys. But you see so many of these girls doing makeup tutorials, hair right. tutorials, yeah. pitching product yeah. on Instagram. They, if you have enough followers, you can make like yeah, literally – there's a good, good living in yeah, that. Yeah, I, I follow – I happen to follow Becca on Instagram. Oh, I'm not afraid to geez. admit. She yeah. she is out there and she is killing it with the ad posts. Oh, sponsored, gosh. It's every single one. Yeah. Every, oh, yeah. Every single one. Am, am I the only person that, talking on this podcast right now that has met her, that has touched her flesh? And, <laughs> I did see that picture. Yeah, I did see yes. that. How'd I that go for I it? forgot about that. She's um, She's stunning. And what a body on that! But but let's get back to I think still in, in still Steve, on soil as far as we know. She's yeah, first, we, it's a yeah. waste. Yeah, we've yeah. already taken up way too much of Steve's time. But I do I do want to get your thoughts. You talk about the people that are on the show for fame and everything else, and then what I think the other side of that is Luke from this season. I want to get your thoughts on this because like he seems like the perfect dude who is genuine, who has sincere. Uh, motivations and I think um, we're not a spoiler show at all but it seems like he's like the odds on favorite to be the next bachelor but is he a guy do you think that will go Chris Souls and just uh, get overwhelmed by this kind of uh, I don't know need for fame and just go big time on us or do you think that he could actually be that bachelor that just wants to find a chick and settle down with her and go into oblivion what I find interesting about Luke this season is that his job is he's a musician and they never brought that out. Oh, they never went th- with the cheesy guitar one on one date with him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, he's got to know that going on this show, especially if he does become the next bachelor, mm-hmm. um, is going to help his country career, whether he wants to admit it or not. And I, I think that's why it's tough to say. I mean, yeah, he doesn't, it, it, but it almost seemed like when watching him this year, every line out of his mouth had to be this perfect line, and he's it so was. serious all the time with the face grabbing yeah. on the kissing. Like it seems a bit oh, curated. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Hey, Steve, Jason Stewart is absolutely in love with Luke, by the way. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Steve, don't tell us. But do you know? Don't tell us who it is if you know. But do you know who the Bachelor is going to be? The next bachelor. I, I can't say that I know because I don't think they've officially uh, made they their decision. Know, yeah, right. do we, yeah do I mean, think- I think they're going to take into consideration social media, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, after tonight, everyone wants to see Luke or Chase. I so. feel like yes. Chase is really making a, a ploy obvious, to come back and play, play like, be a good sport. But he, Chase is the JoJo of this season. Um, yeah. Yeah. Minus the because fantasy. because Minus of the comeback. The, well, yeah. no, because he said I love you, and then she cut him. I mean, they didn't sleep oh. together. Yeah. yeah, she gave him the she gave him the major blue ball yeah. in the uh, fantasy suite. Yeah. Oh God, that, that, horrible! That, that, That's that awful. reminds That's awful. me. That's awful. That, re- that reminds me, Steve. Uh, Chase actually broached something on the show to the, tonight that you never hear because I think they're told not to. 
But when he came back and he said, you know, if, if things don't work out, please keep me in mind mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it sparked a question like, for me. And the history of this show, has a bachelor or bachelorette ever doubled back for someone they've dumped after yes. it didn't oh, yeah, work that's out? Yeah, that's happened. Jason, well, Mes- Mel- I mean, Jason Mesnick. Mesnick obviously yeah. married yeah. the girl that he dumped. Yeah. Um, so well, but other than that one, has it ever happened? Yeah, um, it was. Um, if if you want to go back to Prince Lorenzo, which was Whoa. just one of the worst seasons they ever had, um, he he ended up going. He ended up dating the girl that he dumped in the end. Her name is Sadie Murray. She's actually on Extra TV a lot now. Wow. Um, but he ended up dating her after he dumped the girl that he chose. But other than that, I think it's not really. No, it doesn't happen. Supposedly, Bob Guinea holds the record for just cutting a swath through the contestants and just planting his flag at least six times during that season. Yeah. That's, that's the, like the underground. It's like the, uh, it's like the, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? The, uh, urban, Oh, the urban legend. Yeah. Five and a half is the number. I don't know where they got half. Oh, a half. Half half must mean either. Oral. um, That's an oral BJ or, Or they played just a tip. That's my guess. Yeah, just just a little, just a little. (laughs) Maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Steve. We really, really, really. Does anybody else have another pressing question for Steve Carbone? Steve, I'm good with this guy. One last question: Is JoJo just a really good actress, or is she really crying real tears for all these bros? Well, some of these. It looked like tonight she had. She actually had some tears streaming down her face for some of these. But in the past episodes, they definitely were a couple where she was just Laying the sobbing off. was like uncontrollable, but yet nothing was coming out of her eyeballs. Right. So <laughs> um, I think that she has perfected it, and I think that um, she kind of knows that I'm on camera. I have to pretend like I'm really, really yeah. bothered by letting this guy go. Because but- we all decided that she decided on the first night who she was going to go with. And well, I just clearly. feel like... Everything else has been really good acting. Jason Stewart, what do we know about JoJo? She's a Jersey chaser. She's a Jersey chaser. That's right. So yeah. he, he, she obviously, immediately, she liked Jordan Rogers, and that he was the front runner the whole season. And then there's not there. Probably the second most impressive guy on the show is going to be Luke. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who went to West Point. He's a musician. He's been in the shit in Fallujah. He led a platoon. Like he's a serious guy. He's a Texan. He had a lot going on, but he didn't have that sports background. So she had to dig deep and find a a former Florida State swimmer. So not only is she a jer- Jersey t- <laughs> yeah. chaser, she's a Speedo, Speedo chaser, chaser because that was like the second closest thing to a Jersey on the show. It's crazy. Robbie is gross. Yeah. I definitely think that when you look at it, I mean, a lot of people have said like, oh my God, I can't believe she dumped Luke and kept Chase or I can't believe Luke isn't in her final two. But when you really think about it outside of the whole, they're both from the state of Texas, Luke right. is a country boy. You yeah, can tell Joshua's a city girl. Yeah. He doesn't, have the, a city he doesn't girl, have the right aspirations yep. for her. Yeah, I, 
JoJo can't advance her career moving to a farm in no. Burnett, Texas. That's, no, what, we've been that's saying. what I said. Yep. Absolutely true. Absolutely exactly. true. Okay, Steve Carbone, before we let you go, Bachelor in Paradise is coming up. Any <laughs> t- any tidbits you want to drop on what's going to be going on yes. on Bachelor in Paradise? The, 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 by far the best show of the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> by far. Yeah, it's a total it's a total shit show again yeah. this season. Um, you've got Chad doing his Chad thing. Um, Good. You've got yes, that's great. You've got a lot of hookups, which is basically what the show centers around. The whole concept is so kind of ridiculous, but then again, so is the Bachelor. It, it's great. There's no, really, there's nothing. There's no prize. There's really no reason back, to be there. Are they really bringing back <laughs> Ashley I and Jared again? Yes, Jared. Jared is on the initial cast that starts out. Ashley I is comes in when uh, you know I think episode three or something like that. Um, I, can't, I can't get enough of Ashley I. She's great. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, like you said, there's no plot. It's just, hey, let's just throw good-looking people on an island, give them drinks, and see yeah, who looks up. There's, no end, the there's dates, no end game. The dates uh, are like, hey, let's walk 500 feet this way, and we'll, this is where our date's going to so be. They don't good. go anywhere. The dates I'm are so shocked. stupid. So good. I think the, the biggest shock for me is that I've noticed that Nick agreed to do it. I didn't know that <laughs> guy. That guy agrees to go on TV shows to hook up with women. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, can you believe that? But I will say this one little teaser that um, you know we have seen an engagement at the end of the first Bachelor uh-huh. in Paradise season with uh, Marcus and Lacey, who have yeah. since broken up. We had. Uh, is that true? And- what? Oh yeah, no, they had their little. Uh, no oh, way. you haven't read this? No. Oh, Google Mark. Google Marcus Grodd breakup, and you see what he told the tabloids. Holy um, shit! Oh uh, yeah. Um, what about Jade and Tanner are still married, Jade, right? Yeah, Jade and Tanner are still married um, last year, but then this year we're going to get three engagements. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Huge spoilers. Yeah. Steve Carbone. Yeah, there's there's three at the end of the season, and they're all totally ridiculous. Oh, so. I can't wait. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to be out of the country, so I'm going to. Have, we're going to have to oh, binge shit. watch this after. Okay, Steve Carbone. Thanks so much, Steve. S- such a treat, such an honor. So stoked to have the 1998 SmackOff champion here, <laughs> former host of Brew and Talk. I mean, really, really <laughs> a special moment for this show, and we would love it if you would come on again sometime and grace us with your presence here. Thank you, you very much. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I have listened to one of the podcasts in the past, like from beginning to end. And that was your karate kid podcast oh, yeah. just because I could recite that movie word for word from yeah. start to finish. Sure. Um, if you ever do another karate kid two, karate kid three, yeah. count me in. I would <laughs> okay. do that in art. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. I love that trilogy more than that. And back to the future. I'll do any of them. Oh, okay. Of them. We, we also I, did I'm, back to the future, by the way. Yeah, oh. we already we already did all these. Yeah. You're laid out, and I was hoping when you I was hoping when you set that up that you said I've, I've listened to one podcast. It was a Karate Kid podcast, and I thought you were going to mention my best line from the podcast, but you you just want to be a part of it. I missed it. Wait, wait, yeah. wait which line were you talking I've, about? I've forgotten as well. I mean, there's there, there's so many of them. I thought you would choose one. Oh, all right, yes. Uh, Steve Carbone, you are welcome on the show anytime. We will definitely have you as a, as a guest as a featured guest on one yes. of our movie reviews on the oh, Baller yes. Lifestyle podcast. It, it was an honor, and we will speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. Steve Carbone, at Reality Steve on Twitter, realitysteve.com, the world's, the internet's foremost bachelor expert. Check him out.
thank you once again, Steve Carbone, for joining the show at Reality so Steve cool. on Twitter. It, he is a really, really big get for this show. A lot, a lot of Bachelor shows would want to have him on. We're very lucky to have him. We're very stoked that he joined us, and we will have him again. But let's get into what happened. We didn't want to bog Steve down with what happened on tonight's show. We want to get into it ourselves and really hit the high points. Kate, what happened tonight on The Bachelorette? All right, so we pick up where we left off last week. She's about to give the rose out. She's got four guys still. Luke's just dropped the album outside. She still cuts him, but she's crying hysterically afterwards. And my question is, like, if there's three, three more guys that you like more, like, what's up with the hysterical crying? Just be like, this is upsetting. I really liked you. Sorry. Jason Stewart, you've been in this situation. You've got four broads. You can't. You have to cut one. There's still three left. How bummed are you about the one you cut right. when you know you, there's four. three you like better in the other right. room? How I, upset I would never, can you get? I, I would never refer to them as broads, oh, first of all. And I think that this, this, to me, is one of those plays that was strategic on her part. The more she uh, takes Luke along, the tougher it's going to be to let him go. And we're talking about Luke. Because he's to very To quote intense. Brian Beckner. Yeah. Yes. He's seen the shit in Fallujah. That's you never right. quite know what bad news will do to this guy. He's got that and thousand we, yard stare. That's what it is. Yeah, that stare that like he, a lot of shit was coming back to him. Well, you know I, what I, would, I think? I think that there was only so much, she could only fool him and pretend for so much longer. Like it was getting harder and harder and he was like eventually going to see through it. Right. And I, I know what you're saying, Jason. And he's, he thinks he's looking back at the things he's seen. Like he's, she says something and that'll, that'll key <laughs> him in on a village he burned or something yes. that happened over there. Right. Yeah, it was like uh, I, you could almost like hear the uh, the bombs going off, and you could hear his, uh, you know, the 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 men in his troop shouting his name to wake up because we have small children to kill. I kind of wish they had have used like the chopper sound effect when he was been talking good. to her, <laughs> or just like some inner inner cut some scenes from pl- Platoon again, Luke. <laughs> I thank you for your service. You, I could never thank do what you've done. You, you are Luke. the man. All right, moving on. Next day, she wakes up in Thailand, and she's completely over Luke and ready for these overnight dates. Um, so the first first date's with Robbie. Um, and Robbie, have I mentioned that Robbie is so gross? I think we can all agree that <laughs> everyone hates Robbie. Um, he yeah. points out that she hasn't told him she loves him yet. He's super passive-aggressive, and when they're together, he brings up how he's been really honest with her and brings mm-hmm. up... Like in Uruguay, when I told you I love you, and then just waits for her to say it back, which she doesn't. Well, that was something that we pointed out on this show that he was strategically, he jumped out a little early. And since JoJo's basic, she didn't realize it, but he jumped out with a real early I love you because he wanted to set the tone and make himself a contender. Yes, and he wanted to be memorable. Totally worked. Totally worked. Meanwhile, these other two guys that she likes better say that they love her and she immediately fires them from the show but Robbie Robbie was the first to say it and he's been able to hang around the entire time and even I mean spoiler alert get some sex continue um so that night and this made absolutely no sense Jojo says she has some concerns because Robbie has told her he loves her 
And she told Ben she loved him on the fantasy suite date night. And mm-hmm. so that she's saying, so now I don't know if I can trust Robbie because he's told me he loves me. What? Did, did you did you catch that, Jason? Did you Robbie's in the same position as she was with Ben. Did, did you catch JoJo's poor employment of logic there where she was like, I told Ben I loved him and then he he cut me from the show. And so now Robbie's told me he loves me and I don't know if I can trust him. Made no sense. Yeah, I now that you repeat it back to me, that does not make sense. Because, but I didn't catch that the first time. The show is so the show is so deep and it it's really so is. cerebral it really that sometimes it, it they sometimes you know, things over just my head. go straight over your head. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot happening. It's it's multi layered. So she grills him about what his family thought when he told them that he loved her, and he pulls out some note that his dad supposedly wrote him and snuck into his jeans pocket which says that he could tell that he really loved JoJo and encourages him to go ahead with his plan and everything would work out. Like, all right, a what a weirdo things. of a dad. <laughs> right, right. What yeah. a huge weirdo. Like, like he, uh, he also, takes I the... I think it's a fake note that Robbie wrote. Well, yeah. he takes the... There's a couple things that, that, don't, that are a little off about this. He takes the large, legal-sized right. yellow Great. paper Great. Yeah. and he legal writes this... Paper. He writes his son a note just filled with cliches that are um, not very deep or, or sensitive, and he slips it into his son's pocket. Like, there's a chance that he he won't find it. Like, why not yes. just hand him the note or tell him personally? <laughs> great, great, great. What is that? Why? Why? And and then he hands JoJo the 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 yellow legal pad paper for her to keep, just to remind her that he's in love with her. There's no way yeah. she's ever going to pull strange. that out very and strange. not throw it away. That's yes, very strange. And then they have a patch, which I can barely watch. I hate when people give me a card or a piece of paper or something that immediately just becomes trash to me. Like, I'm, I don't want that. I know it's special to you, yeah. Robbie, but it means nothing to me. I'm just going to throw it away as soon as I leave. Also, dad advice is not like follow your heart and be in love and make sure she's the right one. No, dad advice is one thing and one thing only. Don't get her pregnant. Also, (laughs) I left out the strategic part of the note, which mentions, like, and don't let all this stuff with your past relationship, like, you know, bother (laughs) you. And, like, Robbie wrote that note. The dad's real real caught up in what happened in Hope. That's stupid. Um, Then JoJo pulls out the fantasy suite invitation to her panties. And shocker, Robbie wants to hook up with her. Get on in there. Get on in there. And then... Really gross. Robbie all of a sudden starts switches to calling her by her full name, Joelle. Yeah. Oh, very weird. Yeah, not sexy. You're supposed to come up with a pet name for someone. Well, he's like establishing that like he's serious about her. Like he's gonna call her like, by her if full I, name. If I came home one day and started calling you Catherine, that would be very weird. Well, not as weird it's, as calling me Kath. Especially since your you name do. is Fancy Sauce. Okay, continue. Um I don't know. The way JoJo talks about Robbie, she's so simps. She says she knows she loves him, and she's ready to take that next step. We all know what that is. It, it's weird, because I think we're all in agreement. And, uh, of course, I haven't read, while he's a fantastic guest and, an, and a 
the world's foremost expert on The Bachelor. I don't read Reality Steve's site because I don't want the show spoiled for me. But I think it's been pretty clear since day one that she's going to pick Jordan. And the rest of the show is just sophistry to try to confuse us. Yeah, it's a lot of emotional manipulation, which is what the show is. Leading people The thing is, I don't think she's a great actress. But she's really, really pretending to be into Robbie very hard. Yeah. Jason Stewart, do you think so? I do, and I, I did write down a couple of things that that he has is said to her um, as as the fantasy suite unfolds, and you see the do not disturbed uh, door closing and everything else. He says, um, "I don't get to dream about. I no longer have to dream about JoJo. I can dream with. I get that. to dream with JoJo. That was a sick line. And and then to get to know her." Uh, get to know the woman I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And and to me, um, maybe like uh, the worst move that he could have possibly made was what he said, I think when they woke up or maybe before they, they went to sleep, he says, I want to be the guy that's late for work because I don't want to get out of bed with her. And I want to be the guy that leaves work early to get back to her. And I'm thinking, there you go, uh, potential employers of Robbie. This is, this is what you're signing up for. <laughs> so, sorry I missed that so, meeting, sounds boss. Sounds like a real career-oriented guy. Hey, what hey, a psychopath. Hey, boss, can I get out of here? Can I cut out of here a little early? JoJo's at home. You're late again, man. What's up with you, Robbie? I think we need to talk about the fact that the th- these three top three guys are all basically interchangeable. Yes, I agree. Like, yes. in a lineup, like, if you'd never seen the show, it would be hard to, like, know that they were different people. They all sort of had the same haircut. Blue shirts. Yeah, but they all wore blue shirts the to the final height. rows. Um, so... Okay, cut to the next morning, and this is one of my favorite bachelor bachelorette tropes. JoJo's shoes are on the nightstand, which is like code <laughs> yeah. code for what went down. They yeah. always do that. Yeah. They always like, zoom in on some shoes that are like on furniture. In case you weren't sure that some fucking happened in this room, take a look over here because there's shoes on the nightstand. Like, why would who would ever put? First of all, people. Your shoes are very dirty. You come in the house, take those shoes off. Don't go walking around the house with your gross, dirty shoes on. And definitely don't put them on the furniture. All right. So what we have is we've got. And by the way, Kate, real fast. Yeah. Can I bookmark something? No. Uh, let me bookmark this. You talk about emotional manipulation. Yeah. Um, she says to him. Uh, point blank, this is our first breakfast together. Right. And then he's like, yeah, breakfast in bed. So just remember that as we as we yeah. go along. With the Don't worry. I I picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so basically we've got three, three dudes that all tell her that they love her, but she is holding out. She's, she tells us that she's not going to tell someone until the end of the show that she loves him until she knows without a shadow of a doubt. Right. So she leaves Robbie um, with her really sweet um, JBF hairdo yeah um and next she up does is, she does that walk of shame yeah so next up is jordan um <laughs> jordan she announces that they're going on a steep challenging hike in the sweltering heat Fuck no, that. no fucking Fuck thanks that. um jordan talks about how amazing their journey's being so far he says a lot of dumb bullshit like I love the way she challenges me when we're together and she makes me a better person shut up yeah 
Just shut super up. lame. Super lame. Um, <laughs> Jordan asks Jojo um, what her family is like, and she kind of like talks about it a bit. But she leaves the part out that her brothers are psychos. Right. But I, and does that mean they're not going to be in Thailand? Because that that would be troubling to me. Oh, I don't know. Oh, they didn't yeah. The Do they, they don't go back to Texas the for the hang. They do the they no, do the they hang come, in Thailand. They come to Thailand. There's no budget for this show. JoJo's really wondering a lot out loud if Jordan is too good to be true. That's her main concern. She continues on her insecure rant with him because he's the one she likes the most, and she doesn't believe he's into her for the long haul. Because she's, you know, deep down she's insecure. Yeah. And this um, comes after this comes after she shows her maturity level um, yet again by. When they go into this sacred temple, something where you right. can't uh, fornicate or kiss, You're and she says, mm-hmm. she says repeatedly, it's going to be really hard not to kiss him. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have any idea how hard it is not to kiss him? It's like, are you in eighth grade? What you can't go thirty minutes without kissing this guy? It's a kiss for crying out loud. Yeah, especially when you're about to give him a golden ticket to bang later. Like that's <laughs> your, you know, you're get you're getting the keys to the castle in a few minutes jojo's really needy around jordan so she makes him try to explain to her what yeah. it is about yeah. her that he's so into why he loves her and he's a real man child in and his explanation that's gonna get old about two minutes after the like, cameras he says turn stuff, off like he knows that he really <laughs> loves her and the stuff he says is so generic i just can't even believe that that is satisfying for her Oh, yeah. Anything you got the feeling that anything he said, she was just going to be like, that's what I needed to hear. And did you notice? So glad you told me that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you notice his preoccupation with the talk with the dad that, you know, the the pre proposal talk? He mentioned it at least twice. Yeah. And I have a feeling I know the, the inside dirt on that. He thinks that the dad's going to see right through his fake ass and say, dude, you are some. Just homosexual like the, dude out for fame. Just like totally, her brother totally. saw yeah. right through Ben Higgins. Yes. The the right. dad didn't take kindly to Ben Higgins, and Ben Higgins was nice. She pulls out the invitation to her panties, hands it to him to read. Yeah. Um, so they go off. They spend the night together. Next morning, they emerge from their bedroom for breakfast. She sits down, <laughs> and what does she say to Jordan? We're eating our first breakfast together. Yeah, whoever second dude in a row, she said the same thing to. That's yeah. kind of, that's got to be kind of hard. Like if you win this show, it's probably not a good idea to watch the season of this show because no. then you're going to see that and you're going to be it's like, not a good "Wait, idea. she banged Robbie the night before and used the same breakfast line." And again, she has to leave. Like she's the one leaving, which I found that I found, find that yeah. weird. I feel like the guy should leave her, and she should get to stay in the room. <laughs> I agree. I sort of agree with right? you there. Yeah, I thought. So I think that's kind of odd. Also, they get invited to the fantasy suites, and this always bugs me. There is a full kit of toiletries there, right? Because in the morning, there's a lot of kissing and making out, and I'm. I, <laughs> I want my teeth brushed, and I want my partner's teeth brushed, and I want to do just a, like a little upkeep, wash my face, like just get myself a little fixed up before I start bed makeouts over breakfast. No, am I the only one? Yeah, I think you're, you might be a little too, uh, a little too uppity for that. I'm assuming they brush their teeth. Like I mean, okay. it depends. Yeah, I mean, if this was one of the first hookups, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so she goes to meet Ch- Chase. He rolls up on a scooter, and she asks. This is the second time she said this. She goes, "What is this?" Yeah, Robbie shows up on a scooter, and she's shocked that there's such thing as a scooter. What is this? And then Chase shows up on a scooter, and she's like, really, like she's just come to th- this world from another planet, and she's never seen a small motorcycle before. 
And um, it's almost like he was. It's almost like yeah. The the way she like uh, poses it is like he's Jason Bourne who just kicked the ass of some tie, threw him off in a motorcycle, and drove to her. Right. Yeah. That sick moped. Yeah, he crushed somebody's eye socket with his elbow yeah. to get that. <laughs> so they take a boat ride down a dirty river out onto the ocean, and Chase is the most animated he has ever been on the stage. He's in a great mood. Um. So they spend the day together. They're, they're like in a smelly fish camp in some little know, conga boat. And he's like, this is just so beautiful and perfect. And there's people all around. And he's it's going like, for full it's, tongue makeouts. It's monsoon season in yeah. Thailand, obviously. It's at the wrong time of the year. It's blowing a gale. It's as humid as you can imagine. Um, I need to quote I need to quote Chase. I, I tweeted it out. It yeah. was such a because he's 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 not the most articulate guy, but no. he 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 did sum it up nicely when he said, "We are in a magical place with monkeys, mm-hmm. fishermen, mm-hmm. saltwater, and fish. It's just amazing, yeah. unbelievable, really, unbelievable he hit, line. He hit all the highlights yes. of their trip. So Can you it, believe? Can you believe that fishermen are there with salt water and fish? Weird, weird. Those three things. What are the coincidences? Weird that fishermen would have fish near them. And also monkeys are obviously very exciting to him. I don't think he's ever seen a monkey before. Um, So in between like the day portion and the night part of the date, Jojo goes back to her room. Robbie shows up to tell her he misses her. And basically that he's ready to be a husband and a father. And he uses the line, I'm ready for country clubs and coloring books. He is the biggest tool. Yeah, so creepy. Um, It was a dick move and he was creepy about it. uh, Such a creeper. Robbie is gross. He kept saying, I don't want to think about it. Because she's like, I'm in the middle of a date. He's like, oh, I don't want to think about it. And I'm thinking... Dude, it's Thailand. If you really want to get your your mind off of something, go in town. I hear Thailand has something or somebody for everybody. Right. If you really want to get your head out of, off of this whole thing, be don't care- be creeping in be on careful. poor Good poor Chase's yeah. thing here. Be, right? very, be very careful. My a buddy of mine has a story about that, and I'll, I'll just say this: be careful in Thailand, guys. <laughs> um. All right. So Chase and and Jojo reconvene for their dinner date. I feel Chase has stoner face a bit. He does a little he does. bit, yeah. Um, but he's really earnest. Colorado. He's yeah. very earnest, and he's not slick like the other two guys. No. And that is nope. really, that's working against him. Yep. That's not what she likes. He's a bit of a bumpkin. Okay, so they go back to, so she hands him the fantasy suite invitation, which he accepts. They go in there, and they're having a chat, and he drops the L-bomb because he is thinking, like, I really want to let this chick know how I feel before I... Before she knows how I feel. Yeah, this get, is a major. This is a major, major jerk move on the on the behalf of JoJo. It was brutal, brutal. Because it was brutal. She's. I've made me so uncomfortable. When she hands you that card, she's basically saying, "You're in. Here's some pussy. You're in." And then he goes there and he's like, oh, "I'm ready to get laid." And he's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm just." Just to give, I'm going to give a little something back and just let her know, hey, this isn't just going to be a cheap thing because I have feelings for you. I love you. And she's like, ooh, Mm -hmm. give me a minute. She goes outside to think, comes back. She's basically like, how am I going to say this to him? Yeah. She comes back and she's like, hey, so when you said that, I didn't really feel the way I thought I would feel. Remember to. Well, how about this, by the way? Sorry. They. This to me kind of strikes home when I saw that, like the the 
uh, bare knuckled cruelty of the show sometimes. Like he says to her, I love you. I'm in love with you, right? Mm-hmm. Her initial reaction was to kiss him passionately. Yeah. Like it wasn't a cringe kind of I like, ooh. I don't know. It was it was I'm gonna go in for the kiss to even like reassure more, you. Right. Sure even more. And then yeah. she walks out of the room and comes back and kills him. Yeah. Totally. It's very gross and manipulative. Remember ten minutes ago when I told you you were gonna get laid? Poor Chase. So she break, she breaks up with him. He says he's shattered. He regrets telling her that he was in love with her. She's in tears. He gets up and walks away. She chases him. I'm kinda, he's over it. Chase kind of goes out like a man he's here. Done, he's he like, is, uh-uh. Well, he's shell-shocked. Yeah. He, he cracks a beer and gets into that he's minicab. Like, he doesn't cry like Derek, who got kicked off in, like, week six. <laughs> or Evan. Now, yes, um, or Evan. I think Chase summed it up by saying, that sucked. And then he said it was like... Uh, Having her pull down your pants and kick you in the kick balls. In the yeah, that was great. Yeah, that, that was, was great. And that was very succinct. Like, why couldn't Chase been, sudden, been like this the whole season? Right. All of a sudden, he's very succinct about. <laughs> anyway, so the next day, we've got the rose ceremony set up. Um, we've got Robbie and Jordan standing there. She comes out. She starts telling them, like, I sent Chase home. He was very angry and upset. And then Chase appears in the background, walks down the stairs says to her, can I talk to you for a minute, takes her aside and basically says, look, I care too much about you to like, you know, like leave the way that I did. And basically, you know, he's a good sport. I, I kind of feel like he was trying to set himself up to be that kind of like, you know, not a sore loser. Like, I care about you. And hey, but, if things don't work out, keep me in mind. Yeah. And by the way, I think if if I'm chased tonight and I'm watching this back, what do I see? I see um, not only a replay of her like p- kissing him passionately after he says the one thing he's never told a woman, and then he she dumps her. But he also sees Robbie honing in on his date, yeah, totally. and, and uh-huh. her like kissing him and being playful, yeah, right in the middle of everything. And yeah, I'm thinking, I, I bet he takes back that makeup. Yeah. I bet he takes back walking back. He probably texted her while he was watching tonight and was like. Uh, Hey, on Never second mind. thought, don't worry yeah. about it. Also, very spontaneous walk up where the camera has just panned up to that to yeah. where you can walk right in. And also, I feel like JoJo knew because she wasn't exactly she she seemed to feign surprise, like, oh my god, there's Chase. <laughs> very very staged, I thought. Um, so she hands out the roses to Robbie and Jordan because she says, well, they still have to accept my rose. Right. Um, After you accepted their eggplant. And so now next week we've got the big finale. Right. Um, and Met, Met yeah. Tell All tomorrow. Met, Met, oh, yeah. Met Tell All later on. I don't even know. How, how are we posing it? Well, for the, we're not going to recap yeah. Men Tell All. Yeah. We're, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's no. a recap show, but that's we will definitely boring. be back next week with the big finale yeah, recap. Yeah, absolutely. We'll hit the finale. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I don't think I need to take a poll. She's picking Jordan, right? Yeah. Has to. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no way you can go through all this and end up with Robbie. I will throw there's up. Just, just, no, there's just no way. Robbie. That would be just too I just and, can't and the, believe that anyone yeah. would pick him for anything. No, it's, it's shocking that he's made it this far. And like, and I, 
I'm not even saying this to be exaggerative or tabloidish, right? If that's a word. Right. I in ten years, there's gonna be like a twenty twenty feature or whatever. Jordan Rogers went on this network on The Bachelor as a straight man. And when you were saying to a woman that you loved her what was going on through your mind, and he's gonna talk about the conflict that he's that he suffered from and that being a gay man and growing up in a very masculine family and playing football, it was really tough. And then the crescendo was going on a national show and proclaiming love for a woman. And then he's just going to talk about how much he regrets it. And he's just going to go like kind of like Caitlyn Jenner without the gender yeah. transformation. Yeah. It's going to be a full tell-all. Jordan yeah. tells all. Um, maybe, that's, maybe that's the genesis of the situation with Aaron Rodgers. You never know. Maybe. Uh, okay. Um, excellent job, guys, as always. Um, I, wanna... I feel like Jordan's just waiting for an offer from Us Weekly to tell his story about yeah. what is the deal with Ooh. him and his brother. Oh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. He's, he's just waiting for the right um, he, he, monetary he's just offer. Got, he's just gotten a TV job, though, and so he doesn't want to seem controversial. You need a little bit more juice in the industry <laughs> before you start piping up to magazines so it might, oh, might be a while yeah he wants to tell like diane sawyer yeah he needs he needs somebody. to be locked in he needs to be somebody before he starts pulling that shit mm-hmm. uh, i want to just thank steve carbone one more time at reality steve on Thanks, twitter reality the steve. world's foremost expert cool. on the bachelor check out his site realitysteve.com very stoked to have him uh booked by our very own jason stewart um, yes Excellent job, Jason. Thank you. That was a tough booking. Kate McManus, excellent job on your part tonight. For all of those people, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle, or from theballerlifestyle.com, the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you after the finale next week. All right.